0: Welcome to Surviving Academia, a podcast about surviving in the pre-apocalyptic housecape of the academy. In each
1: episode, we share self-care techniques and talk about surviving in academic careers.
2: We hope you enjoy this episode. If you like what you hear and want to support our show, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Got something to say? Let us know on Twitter, at SurvivingPhD, or on Facebook.
0: Hi everyone and welcome back students we're about to embark on a new school year together well really it's just season three surviving academia we're so happy season to be back
2: three. Season bow, bow, bow. three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're your hosts i'm rachel and i'm in an academia adjacent staff position
1: i'm kristen and i am a graduate student hopefully this is my last year Woo.
2: and i'm zach and i am a visiting assistant professor Move a little bit. Just a little oh bit my moving.
0: Gosh. Up. You're climbing the academic ladder.
2: One exceedingly expensive and difficult rung at a time, yes.
0: It's really hard when the rungs are like a mile apart, but you're still doing it.
2: Yes. I'm feeling good.
0: So this is
1: new. This is like a new I don't think listeners know yeah, that you got this new you know position.
2: I don't know how they would. I didn't even have the job by the time we wrapped up the last season. But yeah, so I moved us, to a small us. liberal arts college in in the US South. And that's about as much as I'll say right now. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I'm, uh, classes start. We're recording on a Sunday. Classes start on Monday. And I'm very excited.
0: Yay. What you,
2: what you teaching? I'm teaching two sections of social problems, a class called Social Stratification and Sociological Research Methods.
0: Cool. Very exciting, very yeah. exciting. Well we all had I think exciting summers, didn't we? Or at least um summers. Actually I wouldn't say mine was super super exciting. Because summers I were
2: had, things were done.
0: Yeah. It was hot.
1: I feel like Zach had the most like interesting
2: summer. You were just like a little travel bug. Yeah, I put ten thousand miles on my car this summer.
0: Whoa. It oh, was kinda gosh. nuts. That's amazing. So give
2: us yeah. a
1: rundown. So you went from the middle of the country, like a big loop?
2: Yeah. Why don't I just list a bunch of cities? <laughs> Go for okay. it. Uh, Rapid fire. St. Louis, Omaha, Laramie, uh, Boulder, Denver, Moab, uh, Phoenix, Albuquerque, Oklahoma City, Little Rock, Birmingham, and Rock Hill, South Carolina. And then uh, Indianapolis, back to St. Louis.
0: Man, that's wow. like... 14 different stops, 12 different cities.
2: Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So did you
1: get to see people? It was like Zach's like uh, VAP was it tour.
0: Like to VAP 2019.
1: tour 2019?
2: A little bit. I was, this was my like spreading the gospel of surviving academia tour. Cause everywhere I went, I told at least one person about the podcast. Aww. We need stickers.
0: We do need, we stickers. need stickers.
2: Oh, come on. You guys did something. Tell me what you did.
0: This summer, I grew a pretty awesome garden. It's substantial, you guys. Um, it's not done so well here in the last couple of weeks because we got a bad squash bug infestation that killed off a lot uh, it's our zucchinis, our squash plants, and our cucumbers. R.I.P. But yeah, we had a pretty substantial garden out there. We had a lot of veggies that we grew, and, and by we, I mean me, because my husband doesn't really eat a lot of veggies, but I did. Since my position is a twelve-month position, I worked all summer. I don't know. We didn't really take a summer vacation at all. We were just both really working. I, I feel like uh, I don't know. I feel like I didn't really get a summer.
2: Having been in a position where you get summers for quite some time, how how do you feel like you adjusted to not having one, a real one?
0: Um, I well, in a sense, like I there's a lot of that goes on in my job for the summer so it's very busy it's it's actually much busier in the summer than i have ever been before except for maybe when i was dissertating um just because people are also working and expecting things of you and um i can't talk about the details now but uh i kind of am taking on a much larger role in something at the university and um that has been a a large undertaking and working on curriculum and stuff like that and so yeah it's just been a lot of work but at the same time we've had like a lot of fun sebastian's growing up so we've been taking him to the park a lot um i went to an awesome conference in orlando you know just did some stuff fun stuff like that and i got to work on some of my own projects which was good nice nice yeah do you feel like you're now that you're
1: in a year-round position, do you feel like it's more like even keel as opposed to these like ups and downs?
0: Oh no, no? it is Still incredible up and ups and downs, ups and downs <clears throat> absolutely. Um there's like mad rushes to get projects done. However, it's just not necessarily s- semester specific. Mm. Yeah, Which just cuz it's year-round. What about you, Kristen?
1: Well, it's turned out kind of rough. So my grandpa passed away. He lived to be 99. And so we got to celebrate his 99th birthday. And because I have all this fancy schmancy podcasting equipment, I got to interview him. So I, awesome. I interviewed him for three days in a row um, for hours. And I got the whole life story, which was pretty cool. Um, I haven't been able to really listen to it or edit it. But, you know, then we had to like clean out his house and. So that was most of my June. And then I just panicked most of July for all the stuff I didn't get done in June. Um, But I went to a conference in New York, which was really great. I felt like uh, I was 20 and then I got back and I (laughs) was (laughs) dead for multiple days. (laughs) Um, But I did get a lot of writing done. I did get quite a bit of, of stuff done. So I'm feeling
0: you know pretty okay pretty okay this semester so did all did we each work on academic projects this summer
2: yeah i did some writing
0: yeah didn't you have a publication just come out oh
2: oh yeah i had my first publication ever ruben et al good job yay measuring success in intentional communities uh in this uh most recent issue of sociological spectrum that's awesome
0: yeah that's very exciting we're proud of you So, Kristen, you said you were working on projects this summer, and I know you've been hard at work on your dissertation. Aye, aye, aye. Did you work on anything other than that, or did that take up the majority of your time?
1: So I have a couple co-publications I'm working on with other people. So I, one for the presentation we just did in New York, which was really well received, Um, but we overwrote, you know, it's like my MO. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to make it into two separate papers, so we've got to do that. And then I have another co-written article that we're working on with another group of people. And that's in, like, the, I think, version 3. So we're in draft 3 of that. So I'm hoping to get things out soon. And then I am almost finished with my first data chapter of the dissertation. Yay! And so I'm really hoping that these subsequent chapters go a little bit quicker. Because Mm -hmm. this first chapter has been... I mean, I think I'm on version four of this, so I'm doing multiple drafts. But really, feels like it's it's coming together nicely, but it's taking a little bit. Did it take a little bit for your first chapters? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I feel like the writing was really slow in the beginning, and then it just speeds up as you're going. Whether it's confidence, whether it's time crunch, whether it's I don't know, but I just yeah, feel
1: like
2: ditto. it was
0: sped up. Okay. Yeah.
1: But I mean, I feel pretty good about it, honestly.
0: Mm-hmm. Good.
1: So got some stuff, got some irons in the fire, as they say.
0: Well, I have been working on a couple of academic projects um, because even though I'm in a a role right now where research is not necessarily a huge part of it, um, you know, working on programming and working with faculty and teaching is a part of it. And and I kind of want to keep my irons in the academic fire. Um, So I've been working on an article that is hopefully I'll have it ready to submit by the end of this month. Um, After that, there's a smaller version of an article that I've been working on. um, That's kind of it's not a it's not like a peer reviewed article. It's more like a a notes from the field experience type piece. And then when Kristen and I eventually get around to working on our project, when she's not (laughs) dissertating and I'm not working on a million other things, uh, we'll I'll be doing that as well. But it's been it's been nice, I think, to it was really nice to reconnect with my discipline. At this conference, and it totally reinvigorated. Where were you at? A lot of my writing. I was um, at the uh, Association for Theater and Higher Education conference cool. in Orlando. Cool. Met a bunch of awesome people there, reconnected with some colleagues, and it was really fantastic.
1: Zach, I gotta tell you, this is gonna be a little truth time. I have been waking up at 6 a.m. and getting up and going to the local coffee house and writing
0: yes, she with has. this gal. I know. And this
1: morning I was so early that it wasn't even open yet. And I was the first customer and it's a Sunday. I know. Wow.
2: Well, I mean, I feel like viewers, I'm a I'm giving them thumbs up over the Skype. I know. That's amazing. Well, gotta, I got to respect that work ethic.
0: I love my morning writing. I feel like I'm super, super productive when I write uh, before I do anything else. Because then I can do, like, I can go around the rest of, part of, my, rest of my day mm-hmm. knowing that I've already accomplished something. And so it's super rewarding to me. I f- hope you find it rewarding. Yeah, it's good.
2: Yeah. I'm about to join your uh, 8 a.m. Uh, or your uh, 6 a.m. wake up club because I am teaching an 8 a.m. class this semester. Yeah. <laughs> which nobody wants. I don't want it. The students don't want it. The fellow faculty are like, I'm, oh, I'm sorry you got the 8 a.m. But See, it's you know got to be done.
0: Now that I'm in a staff role, we're there at 8 a.m. every day. Bring some chocolate-covered <laughs> espresso
1: beans for them. Yeah. You guys will be I was bouncing off the bring walls. I'm
2: like just going to bring like a drip coffee machine and just yeah. let them <laughs> drink that.
0: Well, uh, I think it's good time for a, a good little break to maybe hear from one of our sponsors.
1: So this episode is brought to you by Your Friendly Neighborhood Parking Services. Don't you worry your pretty little heads. We have the most organized, top-notch, efficient parking system you have ever seen. As long as you registered way back in February. Um, are you new here? No problem. There are some quaint little spots just a few shuttle rides away. Here, We're here for all your parking needs, your local campus parking and transportation services. Mm. We don't, We love you so much, we don't even give you tickets.
0: Oh, you don't even give a ticket. No, a <laughs> I don't know a single-campus parking and transportation service that doesn't give tickets. I
1: don't know. I feel like it's like every academic's favorite thing to complain about.
0: <laughs> it is indeed.
1: Everyone loves to complain about parking and transportation.
2: So I'm at this very small campus right now, and people still... Like, there's a total abundance of parking. It's a small town. It's a small school. There's surplus spots. People complain about the parking... Because you have to walk a couple, like a hundred extra feet because you can't get the closest of the spots. Like it doesn't oh, matter what yeah. campus you're at. Parking's always going to, people are always going to kvetch about, about parking. Kvetch.
0: Jeez. Well, considering parking is something that all new faculty, students, staff, administrators have to deal with when they get to campus. Um, we can use that as a segue to talk about our show topic for that tip for today. And that is orientation being brand new so welcome to orientation everyone hey, join us as we go through 18 hours of listing things and talking to you about services that you won't remember because you're already overwhelmed and then you'll look at the pamphlets later probably you know a year from now take notes people i know and
2: don't, don't forget to sign a million things that you don't have time to read
0: yes, <laughs> yes that happens too so because you know we're embarking on a new academic year, uh, Zach, did you just go through orientation for your new position?
2: I did. I have gone through two orientations, one to be an employee and one to be faculty, and they were on different Ooh. days.
1: Did you meet any yeah. new friends?
2: I, yeah, I think I've made some friends out of the ordeal. Uh, there's only, I'm, the, like I said, the school I'm at is pretty small, so there are only 14 new faculty. Um, it's a rather manageable group, and we got to learn everybody's names.
0: Oh, that's
1: nice. Does that kind of make you nervous? Because it's not as if, like, when you start grad school, you come in with, like, a group of, like, usually a cohort of people, and now it's, like, you're the new new man on campus. Is that kind of a weird experience, or are you cool with that?
2: Uh, I mean, well, everybody here has been incredibly welcoming, and I, it's so far has not been, like, a grad school cohort, because so many of the other hires are in other buildings and other departments that I wouldn't have reason to see them unless one or the other reached out. Um, Really uh, my bonding experience has been within my department and my college and we're all in the same building. Uh, Oh, that's nice. nice. Yeah. Oh, my department chair uh, showed up to help me move and brought a few friends and even a few students. Oh, that's top notch. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's so, so these, sweet. A friend really of mine cool. just also moved and her chair also showed up with a bunch of like, you know, strong people to help her and her family unload their moving truck. That's so nice. That is just so nice. And that mm-hmm. goes yeah. such a long way in welcoming people and establishing a friendly atmosphere. That just it goes in such a long way. I, did yeah, you feel that way, Zach?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel very welcomed to where I am. And I know it's not the same everywhere, so I feel very thankful for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we've all gone through orientation at some point in our careers, whether it was for undergrad, graduate school, new be employ- new employee somewhere, new faculty somewhere. What's orientation generally look like?
1: I think it's just so overwhelming at first. You have so much stuff to remember. One thing that i think is a, a good tip that i try to try to do if you can there's so many of those online trainings that you have to do if you mm-hmm. can knock those out like the week before campus starts sometimes mm-hmm. that's you know the ferpa sexual harassment
0: i already renewed the ones for our campus that are due the I end s- of september i still haven't i done sat it. and did all of them one morning last week
1: gosh but having <laughs> like getting those out of the way sometimes is helpful mm-hmm. those online trainings
0: well, and I think going into a training, knowing that you're going to be overwhelmed and you're not going to remember something is like a, a great place to start, you know, because I feel like when I when I got here for um, like graduate student training, like for orientation, I remember just getting a ton of information. I just took notes and I had no idea what half of the notes actually meant by the end. And I think the reality is that you, you do, like, learn over the first year everything that you probably should have, they wanted you to learn in that those 12 hours.
2: <laughs> it's interesting how orientation sort of acts as a reminder that lecture is not the optimal way of retaining knowledge.
0: Um, right? <laughs> Seriously, we preach all the time to our students that lecture is not necessarily the most uh, efficient and effective pedagogical method, yet when we're just, you know, faculty, we do it to each other, or graduate students, we do it to each other in orientation.
2: Yeah, now I will say that uh, the orientation for the school where I previously worked, uh, recognized that and worked around it, we had a uh, scavenger hunt on campus. So it was essentially like, you need a service to do x, you know, go to room, Two hundred and seventy thousand in the, you know, McGee building, Whoa. and uh, talk in the to catacombs. Go, such and such. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> talk to such and such about this service. Go so. down to
1: the catacombs at the end. And <laughs> find an 8-ball. Shake a, it. Go to subbasement.
2: That's all your a answers. And learn the nuclear cur- codes.
0: <laughs> See, I like that though. That's. I feel that's like that's now. a lot better. Yes. Um, I would similarly do a scavenger hunt for my students the first week of class, oh, where I would make cool. them find all of the um, theater spaces, my office, the main office, the writing center, the library, the, uh, the um, you know, disability services, all of those things. And they had to take, it was a selfie scavenger hunt. Oh, now, many cool. people have since used it. Without my permission, I've heard, but that's fine. As long as it helps your students. Sight,
1: Rachel, 2019. <clears throat> that's all you
0: got to do. But yeah, you just have to go to every space, take a selfie. That's and cool. then um, they would have to email it to me with all of their pictures. And they would take fun pictures. Now, granted, I'm, my, I'm probably not the only person who ever thought about a selfie scavenger hunt. And listeners, if you want to use it, go ahead. Um, but it, my, my students always had a, had a fun time. Yeah. And you know what? And then they never ask me, where's your office? Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's good. Do you find that having done that, that more of them are likely to come to office hours? No. <laughs> okay. No.
0: I think that's a whole other hurdle of getting people into office hours. Mm-hmm. And probably could be a whole episode in, in and of itself.
2: Yeah, let's do an episode <clears throat> on office hours and it'll be us not sharing any stories because we don't have any. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I have some, I have to. but also there's some. There is some uh, research out there, and there have been some pieces lately about office hours and how to get students in. So I think. Well, I don't think great.
1: people like realize like what they're for, <laughs> exactly. right? So especially if you're a, I mean, I was a first, I am a first generation college student, so I didn't mm-hmm. know any of those things. Yeah. I didn't. I remember the first semester when I started in my master's program, people. <laughs> Or not my master's, I'm sorry, my first semester in undergrad. People were like, Oh, what are you taking next semester? I was like, I have no idea what you're even talking about. And they're like, Oh, registration was last week. It's like I didn't even know what I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I always think about that. When you're brand new, it's so overwhelming. And like the as social scientists, Zach and I know that this is one of the most stressful times. It's like mm-hmm. students. Um, feel really disconnected. So you're leaving maybe your house for the first time. You're leaving your parents for the first time. Mm -hmm. The whole place is typically new. Mm -hmm. You don't know where anything is. You don't have any friends there. Um, And then there's like this cultural pressure to like have fun. Mm -hmm. Right. And like sometimes people move to new places and are like sad. Yeah. And like have to adjust. And not everybody finds it like super fun and like ready to go.
0: And then if you're a faculty member or a graduate student entering those spaces, like you're expected to get there and know what you're doing, be able to teach other people what they need to be doing on the campus. Yet you just got there yourself and it can be mm-hmm. incredibly overwhelming. You may not even know all the yeah. resources.
1: It's hard to make friends when you're older.
0: It is. Well, that's actually on my list. Is So I came up with a couple of things that I wanted to talk about when it comes to like I essentially just like getting yourself into a new space, whether it's a new campus space, new city. So what are some things that you would tell people to look for as soon as they got to a new campus? For me, it's like locate the campus writing center for mm-hmm. yourself if you're a student or for your for your students, if you're a faculty member or a staff member. The other one would be counseling of services.
1: Oh, that's good to know. You yeah. know, to
0: know those two things, I think those are two basic resources that um, either you may need as a student or that as a faculty member, your students may need.
2: Well, you have two, I'll list two other ones, not to say that they're better or worse, but I think it's good to uh, know where your reference librarian is, um, mm. especially if you have a high research expectation and where the IT help desk is or the help line. Um, because you will run into some glitches.
0: Yes,
1: I think it's important to put in the police number in your phone at the new place. So campus police program them into your phone is very helpful. And I that's have found that's
0: a great idea. And so something something like the I emergency
1: and non emergency line. Yeah, because if you're at a big campus, some I think they even tell you like call campus police because when you call nine one one and just say I'm at so-and-so the campus police can help get people in what building and things like that. So program Mm -hmm. the emergency and non-emergency numbers.
2: I have already had contact with our campus police. Oh no. Really? (laughs) I have. So I've always had like, you know, uh, a phone in an office and usually it's been like just one of those crappy little, whatever old phones. And this is like a nice corporate office phone. And I was fiddling around with all the settings, and one of the settings was labeled panic. And I was like, what does this do? Poke. Oh, no. <laughs> How,
1: what was the response time? Was it yeah. quick? Uh,
2: it was within 15 <laughs> seconds. I got a phone call. I said, that was an accident. I didn't mean to hit that. And within two minutes, a uniformed police officer showed up at my office and wrote a whole report. <laughs> Whoa.
1: Oh, my Well, it's gosh. good to know that they take it you know seriously. Yeah,
2: it it's good yeah. to know they are thorough. And I, oh, I'm just wow. hoping that my chair and my dean, that they don't get that report for quite a while and that I have a chance to distinguish myself other than my stupid uh, technology mistakes.
1: You should program another button that's just like Starbucks. Boop!
2: And then it just shows up. <laughs> we do have a Starbucks on <laughs> campus.
1: Mm. I mean, that's an honest mistake, but... Yeah, so. at least you know what Zach has a panic button.
0: Zach has a panic button. That's yeah. pretty cool.
2: I'm glad I yeah, didn't but- have one in grad school because I would have been hitting that all the time. Uh, <laughs> oh no, assignments do <laughs> no I'm
0: <not> a panic. <laughs> wrong kind of panic. Yeah. No, but exactly. like for
1: real, you you use you know especially like if you're um, campus after hours. Sometimes like having like the building coordinator's numbers helpful in case you like lock your keys. In your, who knows? Mm-hmm. It's or if you're always just feeling to,
0: unsafe and you need an escort, you know. Yeah,
1: it's always good to have those numbers before you actually need them.
0: What do you, what you guys, what do you guys look for when you get to a new town?
2: Best barbecue joint.
0: I almost said that. <laughs> That's actually a great one. <laughs> yeah. Me, for me, it's like coffee shops. Where are the good coffee shops that have the good vibes The good lattes where I can write Because I'm definitely a coffee shop writer
1: I feel like I have to spend a good couple hours In the local grocery store Like there's nothing more frustrating to me Than to like not Like to be like go in and like not know where anything is So get a lay of the land Also like the community like Parks and Rec If there is
0: Oh yeah! Yeah, yeah. If there's going to be like Like you know any kind of local, I like kind of like outdoor markets and fairs, and I like crafty stuff. So I always look, you know, if it has a robust parks and rec service that may like Like
1: farmers market
0: might have farmers markets or artisan fairs or things, you know, like art fairs or you know harvest festival typey things, Mm -hmm. and or where what in the area.
2: Yeah, I've done a lot of uh, finding that in my new town uh, online. Um, Mm. that, that, you know, searching for a local theater scene. There's there's a couple Mm -hmm. of, in this town and the next town over, there's an active theater company, uh, which is nice. That's something I
0: definitely look for as soon as I go someplace new.
2: And Kristen said this, but uh, I'll second it, farmer's markets. We have two farmer's markets here. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, where all the cool kids are. Where are the cool, you know... People in their uh, early to mid thirties um, who aren't, you know, tied down and and busy with other obligations. So, which there's not too many of them. So it's going to be a little harder for me to find that.
1: I mean, do you use like an app? Like I know, like, um, they do have apps like Bumble where you can like meet friends and stuff. Yeah, i Have I've been thought t- about I've using any of those? I've been
2: tindering. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, he's meeting friends.
0: Excuse me, and friends. New friends. Well, that's the perfect segue talk because I also said you know how to, my list is how to make friends because that's a real concern when you get to new place. I know when I uh, first moved out here for graduate school, I didn't know a single person for like a thousand miles. It was the overwhelming, mm-hmm. and uh, it was easy I think because I was in classes with folks all the time, but. It's much, much different if you're moving to a brand new town for a faculty position or if you're going to a school where, um, you know, maybe you feel as if you're an undergrad or a grad student who's just, you know, overwhelmed in a sea of other students.
1: I don't know. I never worry about stuff like that. I, really? I guess I make... I don't want to brag, but I, like, make friends somewhat easily, so I just never... That's never been mm-hmm. a big, when I first moved here, I know for like the first three or four days, I like <laughs> I called my mom and I was like, um, I think I'm homesick. And my mom's like, you've never been homesick a day in your life. She's like, you're just <laughs> bored. You're like stuck in your apartment. And then like a few days later, I like did stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't know. I just figure it'll happen. I just trust that the process will happen and I'll meet people and it'll be mm-hmm. fine. But I also like spending lots of time by myself, too.
2: I think I needed to hear you say that, Kristen, because I also have been struggling with the idea of, you know, feeling whether or not I actually belong here. And I think it's just a process of me needing to make more friends and, and getting to mm-hmm. meet people. Yeah. And, and like you, I think I make friends pretty easily. So I just got to yeah, give you it do. some time.
1: We can BFFs like the first day we met.
0: <laughs> and then I met you guys a couple of years later.
1: Truth. I mean, you and Zach had a romantic rendezvous.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listeners, if
0: you missed miss that, it's, I think, in season two. That was in season one. That yeah, was
2: season one.
0: Go back and listen to the <laughs> <laughs> to episode where you talk about to, Rachel and Zach once on a date. To two dorks dating. Ugh. Anyway.
1: But, well, now uh,
0: it's different because I feel like no matter where we go next, I have a husband who's going with me. And so as much as I would want the, the friend factor and something actually he and I are both experiencing now is that a lot of our friends and a lot of our co- people who work in our community here are all leaving because it's academia and we tend to be transient and, you know, people are leaving positions. People are leaving graduate school and, um, you know, it's, it's nice to know we still have each other, but it's still, you know, sad that's sometimes what Skype's I feel for. Like you have to establish brand new, um, friend relationships but yes zach that is what skype is for
1: yeah i um <clears throat> it is weird once you're like towards the end of a place because that's what i'm kind of going through is a lot of people that i really like have left and it's not as if there aren't new people here there definitely are mm-hmm. i just am not i'm not going to be here hopefully next year so mm-hmm. it's kind of it seems like a nice little you know closing of a, a chapter
0: yeah. <laughs> well so what about if you I know none of, none of us currently have children, um, but I know that is a concern for faculty stu- and students when they go to new places is, you know, finding kid friendly options in town, um, finding a school, finding a daycare, your spouse finding a you job. Know, yes. So there's this there is a I know I said that I'm I'm happy that I will be going with my husband wherever we go next if we go anywhere next. Um, but there's that concern, too, of, you know, it's not just one job we're looking for, it's two. And, you know, a couple of years from now, it may also be schools, daycares, etc. And so that's an overwhelming part of your orientation to a new place that we don't often talk about. Yeah.
2: Well, I can I can speak from uh, my recent orientation and uh, getting to know new colleagues, which is that uh, the majority of them are married and have kids and so mm-hmm. they are more able to furnish recommendations for, uh, family, uh, needs for what people should do with their kids or, uh, do as families than for a 34 year old single dude, uh, very much fewer of them can sympathize with, uh, you know, my position and, and yeah. recommend things for me.
1: That makes sense
0: yeah i mean it it is good then that um your fellow faculty students etc can act in a resource um as a resource in that way and who knows maybe even your university will have a, a resource for that you know whether or not they have uh websites um that you know talk about the different school systems talk about different places to live talk about you know where you can go for a family-friendly this, that, or the other thing. And some campuses even offer family-friendly programming, you know, for, you know, the kids of students and also the kids of faculty.
1: So I think Zach had such a great way that I didn't even think about this. Like when Zach was looking for apartments, he did Airbnb for a little bit to kind of get a lay of the land and like look around and see what neighborhoods he wanted to be in.
0: Oh, wow. Wait, so when you got there, you Airbnb'd for how long?
2: No, uh, No, I Airbnb'd like 2 months before coming here.
0: Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Which like is to say he... that I didn't just rent an apartment site unseen. That's what gotcha. I'm saying. Yeah. So like Which, yeah, Airbnb and looked that. around.
0: Gotcha. I gotcha. think that's really smart. Well, I know when I when I moved out here, I did come out for a weekend and toured apartments and stuff and got input from current um, faculty and graduate students and um, staff about kind of the different areas of town where I wanted to look, where I wanted to avoid, etc. So, but there are other <clears throat> things that we have to consider too. And, you know, we talked about grocery stores. So finding healthy food options, maybe finding food options that work in your diet or that you want to eat or things that you like. Um, I know for Um, men and women of color finding a hairdresser or like a hair place or barber is especially important just because, you know, if you're moving to a predominantly white city, you want to make sure you have that resource as well. And, and I mean, for me too, and for you too, Kristen, I'm sure, you know, you have long locks, you may want to be able to find a resource where, you know, you can get your hair done. And we don't think of those things, but we want to keep our, you know, physical upkeep as well, as far as making sure we're feeling comfortable and confident, and our hair and makeup and all that as women in the Academy.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people also, you know, if, if religion's really important to you, people are definitely on the lookout for religious institutions.
0: Absolutely, finding a church community. Um,
2: and I'm and in the south, so they ask you right away where you go to church.
0: Oh, oh do they so really? How do you
1: manage that?
2: Uh, well, I'm still new, so I say I haven't decided yet. Ooh, uh, okay. But I'm—I th- don't know. I'm not really a church goer, but I've been thinking about uh, maybe starting to attend that as a means of finding uh, yeah. more community. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. People of Makes like sense. mind.
0: I guess you could say that for anyone who wants to, like find their people or find a community, right? And that may look m- like many different things. It, it may find you know what church you could go to or maybe where you could volunteer. If you're super into, you know, animal rights activism, maybe you want to be working for a local shelter. Um, and you know whether it's a religious community or a non-religious community, it's really important to be able to find your people. And yeah. that is a, a huge import, important part of uh, orienting yourself to a new space. And like, doctors, that's another thing you need to find. That yeah.
2: is what I'm I'm struggling with the most is like how do I pick a doctor? Like There are choices. How do I know how to narrow that down? How do Mm -hmm. I how do I figure that out? Because I need to go see a GP at some point and get a physical and a wellness exam. It's been a minute.
0: Yeah, and for ladies, you know, we have to find our doctor who we go see to
2: get our the lady doctor (laughs) to To get oil oil changed. Check on her (laughs) lip. Check.
0: Hey, but you also need to find a mechanic.
2: That's true.
0: A real mechanic. A real mechanic. <laughs> not, not <though>. Kristen's mechanic. <laughs> so there's a lot, and it can be very, very overwhelming. And so I think, um, for me, like my one bit of advice would be to, you know, allow yourself to take some time to orient into a new space. You're not gonna get everything figured out in the first month. Make a list that prioritizes what you need to get done now, whether it's uh Finding a home, finding your kid a place to, to go to school, daycare, etc. And, you know, figure out what you can do from there. What do you guys have, have as far as advice?
1: I found some advice online.
0: Ooh, do share. Do
1: you want to hear some advice I found online? This I found on Twitter. Um, it's at Seamus Khan. So S-H-A-M-U-S-K-H-A-N. And so he gives a lot of advice for brand new faculty. Mm. And so here's his advice he gives. And it's I think it's really great. Um, so the first thing he says is that just accept the fact that you're not going to get a whole lot of research done your first year. Um, you're not going to make as much promise, much, um, you're not, what
0: does it say? You're not going to make,
1: pro- make as much progress as you thought you would. So cut yourself some slack um so your job this year is to develop a foundation for the following years Hmm. this is such the second thing is such an amazing tip it's great so he says in terms of teaching don't prep a lecture long a lecture long class divide it into three 15 to 20 minute segments start each class saying you're going to learn three main things today each of those are your segments. Go over each one, spend some time with a class exercise for each, providing signposting.
0: He See, says, I like that. A he lot. says the reason
1: why you should do this um, is because it helps with your exam prep, um, it helps students learn, but then it also can be used as material for future courses. So an entire lecture can rarely be transported to a different class, but if you prep, say, 20 minutes on why you do an experiment, you can use that in intro. You can use that in methods, um, and you can tie that into other readings. Hmm. So he said it's a big time saver.
2: Can I just say I love Sha- Seamus Khan? Uh, I am teaching one of his books this semester.
1: Really? Yay!
2: Yeah. yeah. He's got
1: a couple a couple more gems. Don't come in with new ideas. That's something like a bunch of new ideas. Like everybody hates that. If you're like the new person, are like this is how I change everything. Don't take on graduate students quite yet. Um, He says you want to set clear boundaries, be available but not always available. I like this. He says he schedules his office hours Fridays from 9 to 11. That's when most people are free and most people are not going to come unless they really, you know, want your help. Um, I really like this. I, I consistently tell people to make their work decisions in the context of their life decisions and not the other way around. Part of your job for the first year is figuring out how you're going to live, how to work a reasonable amount of time for you, and also have a life, which is your top priority. Mm. I love this. Gosh, it's so great reading these today. He says that he schedules times to respond to email. So even if you don't, set your email to all send between 4 to 5 p.m. So don't get in long back and forths during the day. If you only reply to email 4 to 5 p.m., you reply to all emails within a day but you don't convey that you're on call all the time Hmm. he says you still need to carve out time to do writing he he advises two 45 minute segments each day and that it's okay if you don't get a lot done uh let's see what else oh
0: he says find your people he says
1: find your people focus on as much on building community as a community of support as you do your work because you're going to be really, really important for you in the years ahead. Don't just figure this will happen, which is what I just said earlier. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have to build it. Um, This was great, too. I think this is great advice for graduate students. He says, among the people you love, set up mental health check-ins, a once every two week call where you catch up, but also where you check in about how you're doing, how you're doing with that person. You can do it for one another, build healthy overall habits, just not work ones.
0: We kind of do that to each other. Mm -hmm.
1: But yeah, those I thought were really great. That was really great advice. Anything to add?
0: You can be like what I did when I came to grad school and I got a cat right away.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Literally, got a cat the day after I moved. So oh, the best highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten. Animals. She's still here. She is still lovely.
2: I like the uh, idea of don't come in trying to change everything right away. Yeah, uh, I took a slightly different tack in, in that I identified something that a lot of people felt like there needed to be the thing, and took the initiative to make the thing happen. And it was very small mm-hmm. commitment. We just somebody, you know, a lot of people mentioned, man, I wish we spent more time, you know, socializing as faculty and there's no occasion for that. So I started a reading group. Mm
0: -hmm. That's great. That's awesome. That's great. I like that a lot.
2: Very, you know, small commitment, not upending anything, getting in anybody's way. And it's totally optional.
1: I love a good book club. I mean, even if it's like an a book i'm in two different book clubs right now both of them are non-academic but it's so great to just meet and hang out with you know other people that's Mm -hmm. a great way to meet folks
0: yeah and i mean if a writing club works for you that's another thing too but it's hard to keep those going so i would find someone that you know you can be like accountability buddies with too in the writing process oh yeah that can be helpful if that works for you because there are always folks in your new space who are going to need that help as well. So that's kind of something you could do as as well. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to review each other's work. Like, it doesn't have to be that kind of writing group. If, if you're not, if you have that kind of imposter syndrome where you don't want people to read your work, you could just get in a room and read and write together. Mm-hmm.
1: Just be just nice be to yourself. Like, yeah. your first year, be nice to yourself.
0: Be nice to yourself.
2: Today's show is also brought to you by The Perfect Planner. It's shiny, it's new, it's got clean lines, it's got a habit tracker, your favorite pen fits inside, it's the perfect shade of light blue to promote calm, it's even got space for this new thing called weekends. You're going to plan your days, plan your meals, and even throw in some gratitude journaling. You know you love it and probably will stop using it in three weeks, but who cares? This is the year where you are going to be the new, improved, organized (laughs) you. It's your favorite new planner.
0: Sorry, we wrote that (laughs) so fast. I love a new planner. (laughs) I Uh, love a new planner.
2: I do not use a traditional planner.
0: you use high-tech devices?
2: Uh, I use my uh, Google Calendar, and I use a notebook to make to-do lists.
0: I use my phone a lot. Um, Justin and I also have a calendar on the fridge that we coordinate things on. And I'd love to say that I want to I use a planner. I want to be a bullet journaler. I want to do all these things, but I just, I don't follow through. I'm a
1: weirdo. I'm all those that little ad you just did. I'm that weirdo. It's like got to be the right color blue. No, me
0: too. I like the pins got to be perfect and look at and read planners forever. And I could be
1: there for the rest of my life.
0: The issue is now that I'm so much on my computer and, you know, I use um, Google. I mean, Outlook calendar for everything. And because, you know, folks on campus have to have access to it. People schedule me for stuff now. Like, I've gotten away from the paper planner because of it, but...
2: I mean, I'm particular about the type of journal that I use, even if it's not a, a planner per se, but it mm-hmm. does have to fit a freaking pen in the spine, because I don't want to put does. a pen in my pocket and for, like, for, or take it somewhere with me and forget a pen... <coughs> Cause what's especially because your
0: pens explode Zach you never know <laughs> Zach's
1: also <laughs> a pen member. Can explode in your member
0: he's,
2: he's so a freak
1: about his pens
0: he's a freak about his pens
1: that's the way to Zach's heart you give him an, a really attractive pen you're in we best should, friend
0: we should we should send you a housewarming pen <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's <laughs> the first thing we're gonna sell when we're get when we get big enough we'll have uh surviving academia pens. pens.
0: I love it. Love it. I love it. Love it. Love and it. they have a button a panic button and they just explode. <laughs> <laughs> this calls your local
1: authorities.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well have you been able to get any self care in while you've been moving and setting up your new life, Zach? Uh
2: yeah, I think so. Uh I've I've I have the same gym. I go to a chain of gyms and I they have one here. So I was able to get in without any sort of, you know, Hubbub. any sort of difficulty changing. Uh, so I've been That's working awesome. out a lot because I have more free time and less socializing that I'm doing. Uh, and I think complementary to that, I discovered a new brand of ice cream that has only like 300 calories per pint. Mm-hmm.
1: Tell us everything you yeah. know, That
2: Halo Top? uh it's It's not it's not that but it's somebody else started doing that after they started their thing
0: what about you kristen
1: (sighs) what have i been doing
2: oh i am so ready to
1: leave this place i hear that the people this happens naturally Mm -hmm. i have been cleaning out all the things i have been cleaning out the closets i've been getting all the stuff ready I'm ready to go. Uh, Rachel and I bought little tiny cactuses today, which yes, we was did. Oh, very cute. We and
0: cacti,
1: cacti. So I had to rearrange my entire apartment
0: <laughs> to make room baby for cacti. these
1: two-inch tall cacti that need sun. What about you? I already know what you're going to say.
0: Well, I have totally listen. She's
1: gone down the rabbit hole in the
0: best way, though. <laughs> I have gotten like so into skincare.
1: Like it's she's masking many times a day. I people.
0: mask the heck out of my day. <laughs> look at that
1: face. Look, look at, at that. that face. Look at it. Mm, it's glowing. Yeah. It's like I, a newborn baby. Listeners,
2: look mask. at that face.
0: <laughs> 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 I mask a couple times a week now. Um and I oh my gosh my my skincare went from washing my face at night and in the morning
1: to slather in the serums on to toners
0: and serums and moisturizers and masks and sheet masks and under eye masks and lip care and sp F. Welcome to 30. Welcome to 30s. Whoa. Where you try to make make up for all of your 20s skin mistakes.
1: We're like, get your mask. Get your low-calorie ice cream. Get yourself in front of a thing. Get your some <laughs> tea.
0: This is our lives this now, people. This is our lives now. Welcome to 30. Get it all done before 8 p.m. So uh-huh. you can lay in bed. Oh, you know it. No, but I have to say now, like... Especially in the evenings. In the mornings, I kind of, you know, I do my steps and then I I usually come downstairs and I make breakfast. But in the evenings, I take my time. (laughs) You know, I put on a, usually I put on a podcast. Oh, okay.
2: Oh my. Wash my
0: face. Right? I use a, some kind of like toner or, you know, treatment. I, I, I use my, my, um. Usually I use like a hydrolonic acid-based moisturizer, and then sometimes I follow that up with a serum, and then over that serum, I'll put like another, like an evening moisturizer, like a PM moisturizer. I put on some eye gook. I put on stuff on my lashes, on my brows, on my lips, and I go to bed.
1: She's like a and majestic I wake up princess, guys.
0: with the softest skin. That's uh, it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's our, you know, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to us too, y'all. We're back.
1: (laughs) We're back. We're poreless. We're looking good.
0: We are back. We are orientated. Tated. Orientationed. Tated.
1: Tated. Orientated.
0: Orientated. We're facing east. (laughs) We're (laughs) potated. We're back. We're we're facing east. No, we're back. We just had orientation and we're ready for another kick-ass season of surviving academia. <clears throat>
1: Guys, I'm nervous about the job market, I'm not gonna lie. Guys,
0: I'm nervous about everything. Okay. But and you I'm know, nervous what? About we'll my get new through job. it together.
1: Okay. Yep.
0: Yay! Let's check in uh, you know, in two weeks with our next episode, see how nervous we still all are.
2: All right. But until then, but in- <laughs> Keep Keep on surviving
1: Are you a multi masker or do
2: you
0: do I am a multi mask like if you
2: if you listen to a podcast and like check your email while you're doing that, does that make you a multi masking multitasker master?
0: I- <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> multi masking, multitasking master. Yes, that's what you
1: said. That's what you're gonna have to tell your husband when he's oh. like, "What are you
2: doing? Isn't it
1: obvious? I'm a multitasking masking master. I'm a multi
0: masking multitasking master. <laughs> that right? I just
2: gave you a new vocal warm up. <laughs>
0: I'm a multitask, multi masking, multitasking master.
2: That's all theater people need I'm is multi-tasking,
0: another new multitasking, vocal multi-tasking master it's almost like you know click your heels three times and a mask will show up on your <laughs> <laughs> on i'll do it i'll try i'll try <laughs> anything once me. i'm a multi-masking multitasking master click your heels three times here's some retin for you <laughs>
1: <laughs> say goodbye to those wrinkles
0: try this new serum dears <laughs>